Welcome to the Lost Cause podcast. I am Josh Wilkinson. I am two coffees deep, and I am joined by Lexus. Hello, I'm on a new inhaler, and Crixier is very happy to be back. And I am also joined by Harris. Hello, I had a t- tooth pulled out today because I didn't go to the dentist often enough because it's very expensive. I uh, don't recommend it, but D&D is pretty good. And I'm healthy instead, raised a couple of tears, it isn't, but moving on up in the world. And I'm joined by Gail. Yep, yo, yo, I'm Squeeb. <laughs> and I'm so fucking healthy right now, so shame. <laughs> and I'm joined by Jade. And I'm riding off the high that I am not the sick one in the group this time. <laughs> and... <laughs> and this is Tria, and she is also perfectly healthy. Maybe not in mind. And where we left off... Last time we went to the Halls of History, where we met a whole bunch of different and interesting characters. One of which, Trio was specifically quite happy to see. Um, (laughs) uh, She almost made an incredible decision which would have got her thrown in indentured servitude for life, but... But but our good friend Squeeb did something a little bit weird with time and managed to stop that from happening. Then we all left... There was, um, I think that the word respect was said. I thought I, maybe I feel a little bit of respect for Halcyon. So maybe the party's coming around saying that Halcyon's not such a bad guy. Uh, we then all went our separate ways before our meeting with one of the Pentorum in the evening. And we followed Squeeb and he came across a guard that apparently was a dick who'd poisoned his pet lizard. Giant lizard. Salamander. Anyway, that's where we are. Also, shout out to the one guy in Nepal listening. I know you're not a VPN. I know you're a guy in Nepal, and we love that you're here. <laughs> With that, Foresight rolls onto his back and starts rubbing his belly. Renlin, standing next to you, cracks her knuckles and says, If that kobold wasn't an officer, I'd have him baked into a pie. I mean, I'd, I'd probably eat that pie. I'd not like him very much, and... Maybe I'll do something about it. Do what? Well, there's some things in this little book I have. Um, maybe I could try something out. I'd be careful. I'd be extra careful. If you're going to do anything to one of the guard, it would be best you don't be seen at all. But I, uh... Oh, actually, I think I might need to be able to see him. Hmm. Yes, I believe I do. Well, whatever you're going to do, I'd best take our pal, and she gives Foresight some scritches. I better take him inside to sleep this one off. Um, actually, Josh... Um, you didn't say whether I needed to see him or not. When you start casting the spell, you do. Okay, got it. So, find him. Gweeb. You know, from past experience, that Zolti patrols Scintilla Lane and its adjourning avenues. Scintilla is painted in hues of yellow and blue. The paint streaks like lightning. Which means that Zolti's mithril bless- uh, breastplate would stick out like a sore thumb if you went looking for him. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go try to find this guy. Hell yeah. Let's get into some trouble. <laughs> I would like you to roll me a perception check. With advantage. Love to. Uh, okay. Uh, so that is a 21 or... 21 it is. 21 is easy to locate your target. Uh, within a matter of moments, having departed so quickly, it doesn't take long for you to track Zalty back down his patrol route. Now I need you to roll a stealth check. Not so good at this. Is this with advantage too? This is not with advantage. <laughs> uh, I am going to use uh, my final... Uh, um, chrono, what's it called? Uh, squeeb shift. Yeah, my my squeeb shift. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to use my final one of the day, and I'm going to re-roll that. Yeah, you step out into an alleyway, straight into a puddle. It splashes. <laughs> Zolti turns <laughs> around, and there's a very quick flick as it time skips back a couple seconds. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a four. <laughs> you... Oh, no. Second, you step out, you step over the puddle and onto a cat's tail. It <laughs> darts off, rushes down an adjacent alley, and Zolti turns to face you. Uh, hello? Where know you from somewhere? You... Are you following me? Why would I ever do that? He takes a step closer. Pretty sure Ooh. I was there first. Wouldn't take much, little Bodian. To... Have a nice day! And I'm gonna scurry off. <laughs> You start sprinting back down Scintilla Lane, having only just entered it moments ago. <laughs> <laughs> the most impressive shadowing I've ever seen. You Don't see it. Time to, to make it. To fuck it up. <laughs> fuck it up worse. <laughs> and 11. I need you to roll me a dexterity saving throw. Oh god, is he throwing something at me? Dexterity save. Oh no. Right, come on, come on, come on. Alright. That's a 13. I'm afraid that is not high enough. You start oh, no. sprinting, trying to get away from Zalty, but you are not quick enough. He draws his rifle, levels it, and is going to fire a shot towards you. <laughs> what the fuck was that for? Jesus Christ. With a two on the die, <laughs> it, the sort of rounded metal pellet that is released from the end of the chamber slams into a stone brick wall. It sprays on you, but you round the corner and keeping up the pace you were able to lose salty oh i do stop for a second uh, because i would have heard that fire him firing right no. um i would have been like ha you missed bitch and <laughs> run around the corner <laughs> wow. um a few guards come to see what the commotion is you are just close enough to hear the voices drift down and salty says um excuse me Seems my weapon misfired. <clears throat> I assume you are heading back to Foresight? Oh yeah, sorry, I, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely on my Choos way back to Foresight. Choosing not to risk another encounter. Nope. You retreat for the time being. <laughs> Thoughts of that old ritual spell in your book. The one that's unfinished. The one that you aren't entirely sure of its arcane effect. You just know that it would be a hell of a curse to put on somebody. But you'll have to find that out later as you head back to Foresight. And Squeeb, you head back to Dwarven Delicious to at least unwind with a family friend. Next, we shift, we traverse the city, and who do we land upon but Trixia? You head out of the city, coast over a couple of sand dunes, making your way home for a little R&R. After 20 or so minutes of walking, you reach your destination. And what do we see waiting for you? Uh, well, up ahead is a misshapen desert tent made of animal hide and dried plant leaves. The front door style panels are the only cloth type panels, clearly having been the original tent which has been altered and added to over time. Along all of the sections are different drawings of patterns or cave type designs. 
and inside it has a softer feel with different types of worn scarves that are draped on the makeshift ceiling, mostly in blues and greens. Dangling down are a few makeshift almost dream catchers made of feathers and bone, and in one corner is a pile of well-used cushions of various sizes, and in the other is a pile of folded clothes and a closed chest with some candles resting atop. As you enter, hanging from one of those dream catchers, there is a primate with coal black eyes, white fur, jagged teeth, and four sets of curved claws. It hangs by its tail. Oh, hello. I was wondering if you would be here when I got back. And I'll start pulling... I'll start pulling some uh, food out of a backpack and chuck it below, but not hold it out to. Smart enough to know that getting a little too close to this creature could be incredibly dangerous. You launch the meat, and it, the primate, launches itself down from its perch and tears into the meat, sending bits of flesh spraying all over the room, uh, smattering the well-worn fabrics on the inside as it tears into it. After a primal display, it takes the leftover chunks and just starts trying to bury them in the middle of the tent under the fabrics um being quite used to it at this point Crixia just starts kind of just talking asset about her day like oh well it's, it's been quite interesting you know uh-huh. I've met some new people we don't all get on at all some of them are uh, uh-huh. idiots but you know it's been interesting uh-huh. finishing up it very gently holds out its hand, motioning for you to grab it. Oh, I I take its hand. It starts to lead you outside the front of the tent. Do you go with it? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll go with it. The Sioux monster then lets go of your hand once you're outside, bends down, and starts carving some shapes into the sand uh it draws a small rounded sort of stick figure uh with an extra set of arms it then draws your tent next to it a very rough approximation and the figure it has drawn appears to be pointing at your tent did uh did someone come close to our property it nods. Do you know what they were trying to do? Would they would they trying to get inside? Mm. The creature thinks for a second before using its palm to erase the small figure and then redrawing it further away and lets out a howl. Uh, do you know where this fi- this person went? thinks for a moment and then just draws an X in the sand was this person killed most a disappointed look as the creature draws another X it seeing that you're confused uses its palm erases the figure and then draws the figure even further away from the tent he was running away from the tent Um, thank you, that is very helpful. Uh, here, you can have some more, and I'll give him an extra <laughs> portion of food. Um, it, and can I follow the tracks? Absolutely. The Sioux monster catches the food mid-air and starts tearing into it, um, hanging from its tail uh, as you head on out. The tracks lead off over a couple of sand dunes, and it might be a bit of a detour to go and follow these tracks, but you can certainly do it if you'd like. Yeah, I'd like to find the, uh, the Bodian, or at least try. You start making your way out into the desert. It's not too much longer before you see this, this sort of, the little prints that Bodians leave behind 
fate, they come to a completely empty spot in the middle of a dune. Knowing how quick and stuff they are and how they move, could I try to, like, call out to them? Absolutely. What would you like to say? Um, hello, my name is uh, Calixia. I'd very much like to talk to you if you're still around. Roll me a persuasion check as you call out to the empty desert. Fifteen? You don't see anyone, but a voice does answer you. Hello? Oh, hello. Uh, it was very nice to heal you, I suppose. I was uh, wondering what uh, you were doing around my tent, and if my little... Uh, oh, was that... that was your tent? Yes, yes. I don't like living too close to the city. Well, I thought it might have been abandoned. I was simply looking for, you know, supplies. Ah, I see. Well, uh, I hope my little uh, pet didn't give you any problems. That thing's your pet? Uh, you could call it that, yes. You took a horrific primate monster that's more teeth and claws than, than flesh and you made that thing your pet? Phil, not everything is as the appearance makes to be, you know? Right, but that thing's a killing machine. It is very useful for me at times. If I wasn't so quick, it probably would have got me. I apologize for that. He's, uh, he's slightly protective of our area. Slightly? That's what you call slightly protective? I would be a bunch of podium bits in that thing's mouth. Will, he did not change you. Guess I can't argue with that. Uh, while I have you, do you happen to have anything for sale? Hmm, no. Fair enough. I, uh, will maybe see you in the next time. A trip to the desert. Baby. It was nice talking with you. You too. And she'll make her way back. Roll me a perception check. Fifteen? Fifteen? Is it still empty? You turn around to head back to the tent. As you coast the nearest peak, you can spy it back inside your tent, and the Sioux monster that has moved in is tearing through some of your belongings. It is making its own little, like, nest in the middle of your bed. Well, those cushions were very comfortable. I do not blame you. I can, I can get some more. You head on back home to deal with that little mess, and we move off to our next party member. Halcyon. There are no libraries in Titan. Instead, citizens of every tier can visit their tier-appropriate archive and request information for perusal. Halcyon, you approach the front steps of the Copper Tier Archive, a stack of forms already filled out in your hands. A compliance officer gives you a nod as you confidently stride inside and up to the front desk. A large, tired-looking lizard folk woman waves you over to her. Greening citizen, may the dragon keep you. How can I help you this afternoon? Praise be to the queen of many faces. Uh, I have come with a, a submission to collect data about three members of the city. Well, two pinned and one recently pinned. Mm, that shouldn't be a problem. Do you have your forms filled out? Of course. I have two copies. Uh, just in case you needed one for your files and one for now. Um, but know that these come with a uh, express order attached to them from uh, Platinum Citizen Verdia the Weaver. Oh my! A Platinum Citizen! Indeed. Indeed. Are you well? As well as one can be. I'm an aquatic creature that lives in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dragon Queen has a plan for us all, it would seem. Ain't that the truth? Let me see your documents, please. I've already put them down in front of you. Oh, let me clean my glasses. 
Very well. <laughs> she quickly flicks through the documents. A pro avid professional. Before I authorizes, can I see your pen quickly? Of course. I will show you my pen. Wow, it's so clean. I love it. Okay, here you go. May I just say you are a lovely shade of green. Uh, th thank you. I haven't had, yeah, uh, very well. And I like your ears. They're so tall. Um, are we able to collect those items for me now? I've got quite a busy day. Platinum citizen work, you see. Oh, busy, huh? And she gets up and <laughs> is gone, giving her a brief respite from her voice before coming back, stacking some folders in front of you, um, but her hand rests on top of them. Are you busy this afternoon? <laughs> I'm afraid that, yes, I am spoken for this evening. Uh, I have uh, more important business to attend to. Well, if you ever get bored, let me know. Uh, life is never boring in the Dragon Mother's Embrace, so thank you for the documents, and I'll, like, reach out to try and, like, pull them from out from underneath her hand. She, as you, yeah, you grab the document, she moves her hand over, so it's resting on top of yours. Just think about it. And then she releases the documents to you. What is your name? My name's Celia. Celia, thank you for your work today. Uh, and what's I'm... your name? I'm kidding, I saw it on your pen. Halcyon, that's a lovely name. <sighs> Halcyon will tuck the, the items he's got, the files underneath his arm, and then in his book will write Celia, Coppertier, citizen within Coppertier archive um, needs to be removed. I was going to put it in my book and then make as swift an exit as I can. Not seeing the entirety of what you were writing, but being almost an expert in stationery, she sees you write her name and as you are leaving says, if you want to add my address to that, let me know. No, just like nothing, no response. I just leave. <laughs> As you walk away with your prize, I would like you to read out loud the information on this document. Hell yeah. I don't like this. I would go home to read these. I would set set myself up at my nice little tidy desk in my very very spacious house it's a desk and a bed and nothing else in a small sandstone house i'll sit down and i'll ruffle through and i will read eritrea zala adaya ravabor iantia citizen 24 years of age human hmm question mark make a note technically unemployed it's the old town's reclassification as hmm, oh, they've redacted interesting. They've annulled a marriage license with Nerthus Ravabor. Yes, interesting. Former mother of two children. Interesting. That's good to know. Names redacted. Should be able to find that out easily enough. Uh, was squatting illegally, but Nerthus Ravabor is paying for the residence and overdue rental tides. Interesting as well. See Project Nix and Project Redacted. Interesting. All right, that's a thin paper, but we'll move on to Squeeb. Squeeb Bodian, iron tier citizen, 14 years of age, self-employed merchant of the Nine Trinkets, son of Squilliam Bodian and a Viam Bodian is currently serving a sentence in the crag. Interesting. Complaints filed by Pick Officer Zolte Void demoted to Coppertier. 
to compliance complaint forms ZVSO1 through ZVSO104. Ooh, several complaints. Too old to state re-education due to Bodian's rapid lifestyle. Interesting. Hmm. I will linger on the final one and see it. I wonder if this is the right person. Laura Jane. Iron tier citizen, 27 years of age, human. Former tour guide, family deceased, known associates as Scar Scarcus. Hmm. Interesting. Iron pin tour guide. Gwendolyn Stormbraid, Iron pin baker. Gwendolyn Stonecheeks, Iron pin astrologer. Crixia Minosen. Yeah. Temporary Iron pin. As of Project Burnt Worm, Laura Jane's new official job title and copper pin of pending approval. Well, very many, many interesting things to have learned from that. I will need to reread over and over. But it's, uh, yes, this will make dealing with these silly little iron tears a lot easier moving forward. Uh, and I will close all of those documents. With those documents closed, there is a polite knocking on your front door. Uh, I will slide open a desk drawer, put them in there, and then go to the door. Outside is Skarkis. Uh, Red tiefling. How may I help you, citizen? Right, so, you know, with the purple worm and everything that happened, um, the I was unable to make the uh, requested delivery, so here I am to deliver the goods. I am afraid I don't know what you're talking about. No, the, you know, the thing that we've discussed. I'm sorry, who are you? What, well, uh, right, I mean, and he speaks a bit louder. Sorry, sir, I was simply walking past, and it seems you have dropped this. I've just come to return it to you. I, like, snatch it out of his hand. It is a, it is inside a case, and it is of a significant size compared to you. Maybe uh, approaching half your height. You just so. dropped this. <laughs> you just casually <laughs> dropped this and didn't realize. <laughs> Consummate professional, Skarkasis. <laughs> right, well, uh, have a nice day, Dragon Queen. All that. Bows his head out and his horns scrape on your front door as he backs away. I close the door and, and I assume push with all of my might to get the rest of this box inside. It is almost unnecessarily big as you bring, yeah, this custom made metal container inside. It's almost like a an oversized briefcase. I will check it for traps. Roll me an investigation check. With pleasure. That is a 13. No traps, no triggers. Um, the only thing potentially unusual is it's a little heavier than you were expecting, but having never handled something like this before, you're not sure how heavy it should be. Uh, I will shut any um, curtains or blinds that I might have I will lock my door and then I will try to undo the latches on this chest you do so, it swiftly opens and it is lined with like bundled up creature furs so that the individual pieces do not rattle around I will slowly but surely take out piece by piece and set them on my bed. Keeping distance between all of them and checking them over, hand handling them with like incredibly precise movements. Like, like almost fearful in terms of how precise I'm being with each little bit that I take out of this box. And as you look at perhaps the most expensive purchase you have ever made, Halcyon, we will leave you behind. We shift to find Eritrea 
You have made your way home to shelter from the harsh afternoon sun. You head inside and up the stairs to your not-so-designated apartment, locking the door behind you. As we enter, what do we see? Um, as Tria enters her apartment, she, like, kicks over a stack of paper that she forgot she'd left there. Um, she lights a candle to get a better view of the area before traversing further, and as the light shines through the room, she sees a familiar shambles. Um, there's papers everywhere. Some, uh, Formal documents, others are scribbled down names and addresses in her own handwriting, and all of them lead up to a board with pinned up papers and lines, all drawn, leading up to two central names, Abe and Ray. The rest of the house is filled with very little, a bedroll with a pile of blankets, and a coat rack filled with the only thing of value in this home, which are gowns. That she wears to work. She manages to tiptoe over the like piles of paper, trying not to kick anything else over. She, she looks down at the satchel that she um, had taken with her that day and finds the stack of coins and the papers that she'd taken from Verdia and then stares back up at the board. Finding a spot in amongst all the paper, she takes a seat and just sighs. Looks at all of the work that she has around her and remembers the years she spent accumulating all of this information. And a tear sheds. It is certainly a complicated feeling to think about the struggle, the amount of work you've put in to your one and only goal, really, in this city. And to have all that work almost invalidated by a complete stranger. Though they are offering you a fast track to what it is that you really want, it's still an odd feeling. I assume after taking a moment's break and falling into deep thought you are ready to head off and perhaps locate a friend yes uh, Tria finally stands up uh, picks up the things that she dropped lights a cigarette on her way out the door and uh, makes towards Prudence's house you head out of Titan, through the gates to Old Town, and more specifically, Prudence's home perched up high in Old Town's outskirts. A cool breeze travels across the central lake and adjacent canals, but you find it hard to enjoy the cool air, because as you approach Prudence's home, you spy two unfamiliar minotaurs through the window, looting your friend's belongings. Each woman has a set of minotaur's horns and a long face. They sport similar features from their coffee-colored skin, orange-inked face tattoos, and very athletic builds. Both stand just under seven feet tall. One has dyed red dreadlocks, and the shorter of the two has black dreadlocks. Tria sprints up to the house and starts screaming. She's like, hey, what are you doing? Get Get out of here! What? The taller figure with the black dreadlock steps forward. Uh, look, take it easy, little bird. You don't want to get stepped on, yes? Look, I, I get it. You need whatever it is you need, but this is... <sighs> Stop looting this home. Whooping? Look. Prudence was a friend of ours. Isn't that right, Char? It's right. And she owed us a considerable sum. Now we know she has died. Very sad. But we have so to collect... What? She's dead, yes? 
her... No. Yes, her place of employment went up in flames. No one has seen her. She is dead. So we are collecting what is old to us, little bird. If she owes you something, then you can take what you like from what we leave behind. We are big, but we cannot carry everything. So there will be something left for you, I promise. Prudence isn't dead. She just wasn't in the wreckage of the fire. I was there. There was only two bodies. No, no, no. You misunderstand. When Sometimes when person catch fire, they get turned to ash. Roll me an insight check. That's a 19. 19? A look exchanges between these two minotaurs. They know she's not dead. You know for a fact that she's not dead. You're just taking this opportunity. An opportunity to pillage her house after her place of work has just gone up in flames. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you calling me a liar? Me? If Come the on. shoe fits? It's hard enough to find shoe big enough, to be honest. Then clearly it was made for you. I've lost track of your metaphor. Okay, maybe we have gotten off to the wrong foot. I am Ember. You can tell because I have red dreadlocks. That is Char. She has black dreadlocks. Okay, and now you say your name. Tria. Tria, lovely name. Look, you have made big assumption. Me and my sister, we are grieving. You know, a friend has died. She has burnt to ash. She has, you know, completely gone. Um, and the thing that will make us feel better is collecting the things that we need to collect from this place. I don't know what you get from lying to me. At, at the very least, you just told me that you were coming here to collect what Prudence owed you. It's... it's uh, Embellishing it, sugarcoating it is not going to help you in this scenario. So, be honest with me. Prudence is not dead. You know, she is not dead. Prudence you are is super dead. Taking, yeah, she's super dead. Taking this time to take advantage of that fact and to raid her house. Look, at the very least, I don't think I'll be able to stop you. And unless Prudence is around that corner, she probably won't be able to stop you right now either. So I'm not going to lose my life saving her belongings because we both know that she probably values more than just what is in this house. I will, however, be going in here to check on some things and I will be going to find Prudence after this. So thank you for your names. Um, thank you for your descriptions. And I will, when I find Prudence, I will make sure that she knows. And she walks into the house. <laughs> Alrighty. Roll me <laughs> less of a physical intimidation check and more of a, a like power of presence intimidation check. That's a that's a nineteen on intimidation. That's pretty that solid. Ember takes a step back, um, more than anything, shocked by your bravery. These are two particularly strong figures. And as you step into the building, you get a better look at the flail resting at her side. But she lets you in. Okay, little bird. You do what you need to do. We will do what we need to do. Tria ignores them and goes to find any evidence of prudence in where she's gone. Alright, we're gonna have a bit of a race. I need you to roll an investigation check. Both Char and Ember are gonna roll investigation checks as well, and we'll see who finds the most interesting things. Hee <laughs> hee, that was not very good. <laughs> not very good at all. <laughs> not much better from my side. Well, that's a ten. <laughs> that beats a four and an eight. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Let me tell you, these huge, badass Minotaur women did not put points into investigation. Because <laughs> everybody got so low. The image in my head is like the obvious important thing is on the middle table in the center <laughs> of the room. And everyone is searching the outskirts. They like go upstairs, check the bedroom twice. <laughs> I love that. You find... What seems to be a little ledger for keeping track of the purple worm's expenses. As you move it, you see that there is a folded piece of paper inside. 
Something not part of this book. She opens it up, of course. Do you read Celestial? Mm-mm. No, I do not. Unless, of course... Unless, of course, I picked anything up from... from Prudence, but I don't think so. No. Then I'm afraid you do not know what this piece of paper says. But the fact that Prudence went through the effort of writing it in Celestial which is a very unwieldy language. It is it is closest akin to like musical notation. And you can assume that it's important even if you don't know what it says. Having searched the rest of the house, there are some minor valuables. Her home is similar to yours, not in its size, but in its layout. There are a lot of like bookkeeping statements all over the place there are small little knickknacks um a lot of jewelry uh very nice clothes especially considering you're in old town it's a very high quality clothing but other than that nothing of real importance okay yeah she's gonna is there anything that she knows is important to prudence or is that all being ransacked from the house either by prudence or by these two minotaur women the the things important to Prudence are people. So likely these belongings don't mean too much to her. Fair enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just to, 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 by any happenstance, would Tria know anybody that reads Celestial? <laughs> don't wink at me, Lexus. <laughs> other, than, other than Prudence? Probably not. It is a, not. a relatively rare language, I would say. Uh, does she know of any Old Town libraries where she can find a translation book? In Old Town? Probably not. But you uh, never know. The city archives might have a way to translate Celestial. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah. This, that's the thing they might have. Uh-huh. Okay. Um. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, Prudence is going to pocket it. Uh, and then make a note to talk to Halcyon. Ooh. She's gonna willingly talk to him. Halcyon just fist-bumped, by the way. I don't know if it's but... willingly, as opposed to she is being literally forced to if she wants to find a friend. <laughs> as you step out to leave, Ember turns to you. Do you find anything good? Nothing that you might find valuable. Roll me a deception check. No, that's really bad. That's a bad. That's a really bad. <laughs> that's a five. That's a five? With a net one, Ember does not read anything <laughs> into what you said. <laughs> See, rough. Mine, is, mine was a net one, but I have a plus four, so it's a five. Both, again, both of you rolling low the image in my head is you've got this piece of paper like sticking out like all your, like a jacket pocket she sees it just thinks she definitely walked in here with that <laughs> the most incompetent ransacking of a house <laughs> you don't you... send intelligent people to ransack a house I don't... <laughs> um, you see as you leave that they have just to help keep track of it they've started using their horns to hang all of the expensive jewelry from. Um, but she gives you a nod. You're free to leave. Yep. The Tria just, like, sighs and shakes her head. She's, like, if she tries to pick a fight with these women, she's not going to get out of it alive on her own with, like, a kitchen knife. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, she, yeah, she's going to wander out the door um and i'm assuming we're all reconvening uh later on so she's gonna go back to her house and then wait until they've reconvened easy enough you make your way back to the city three of you sit spying halcyon outside in the courtyard who has been there for some time Do you think he'll uh, realize that uh, we're in here, or do you think we can go to last minute? I think he's probably 
a bit too self-absorbed to to notice uh, people watching him. So, um, I mean, I suppose we can do a little experiment and find out. <laughs> Tria's gonna reach into her bag and take out like a compact mirror and start like <laughs> like <laughs> reflecting light onto Halcyon's eyes. <laughs> Halcyon, roll me a perception check. <laughs> sure. I got a 21. You follow the blinding light to its source inside a nearby inn where you spy the silhouettes of three familiar figures. All right. Um, how much time do I think I have? a few minutes there they should in your opinion already be out here waiting i'll sort of hike up my skirt and old man scurry over sort of hollering to them what are you doing we will be late uh what was that i can't quite hear you through the glass Emotion. Like, come wave. on, hurry the fuck up. <laughs> what what <laughs> a weird <laughs> wave. <laughs> Halcyon will take out his pen. He will write in thin air. Uh, and as he does so, cast the message spell. So in um, Tria's head, she will hear, Zala, we are going to be late. If you do not beat feet, and get everyone else out here now. This is a very important meeting, which we sh really, really don't want to miss. Tria, like, catches whiplash as she, like, flicks her head around to stare Halcyon in the eyes. I wave. Tria looks back at the other two and just hops off the table and then heads outside. Grixie oh. uh, is mid-wave back to Halcyon. And then, oh, uh, yes, okay. Gets up and follows. Well, I guess it's time to go. Yeah, I'll follow too. Look, I don't know where you got that name, but I'd prefer you don't use it. Of course. I simply was trying to cut through the noise and get your focus back onto the task at hand, which is the most important meeting of our collective lives. Uh, yes, I understand. We have been here for a while. We, we are ready and we are prepared to go in with you. But before we go in, as we have a couple of spare minutes, I was wanting to ask a favor. Ah. To do with Nerthus, or...? No, not yet, anyway. A good friend of mine has gone missing after the fire, and the only the only clue as to her whereabouts is written in celestial, a language I can't read. And I, as you know, should probably not be go digging around in the archives of this city, unless I want for attention. So. Ah, yes. I can understand why you would come to me with this. I was actually in the archives today. I, it should be easy enough for me to return and get this translated. However, it might be worth acknowledging that the woman who would organize the translation would also get to read it. I am not sure what of your information you wish to keep redacted I don't know what is on this piece of paper and I don't know if it has anything to do with me all I know is that it is the only clue that I have but is there no chance of finding a book that we could maybe use to translate it ourselves I don't know if Prudence wants this information such spells do exist and my calligraphy skills, are potentially, I will see what I can do for you, Aratria. 
Don't wink at me. <laughs> I was trying it out. Conspiratorial Please. wink. Please don't. <laughs> Tria... <laughs> Tria hands him over the piece of paper. Uh, I will fold it and slide it into my notebook and then found my notebook and then I will look to the party and go before we go in just really want to quickly go over how important th it is that this goes well do you, like <coughs> I know you don't all believe in this city in the way that I do but I am trying to think more like the deer you are future silver tier citizens or citizens of cause if you use your money to go traveling as he said but I really just want to because I know that you understand how important this all is right yeah man um, why don't we just follow your lead and you, you know you don't need to say as many words you can we get it this is important follow your lead so if you bow we bow you know that sort of thing so you are please talk and engage but just know that if it goes wrong we will all die that is going to be all for this episode of the lost cause podcast thanks as always for listening along if you did enjoy it we'd really appreciate it if you could rate us five stars only five stars only that's all we want no bad reviews for us, please, on your podcast apps, uh, Apple Music, Spotify, wherever you can write them. Uh, it would be highly appreciated. Also, follow us on our social media, Lost Cause Pod, across all platforms. We've got some really interesting stuff in the works there, and it would be cool to have you all engaged with it. Uh, flick us an email, too, if you want to, at lostcausepod at gmail.com. We're going to start taking submissions and doing some interesting stuff there as well, so it would be cool to have you guys engaged. Uh, otherwise, have a lovely week. We'll see you next Friday for more of these weird shenanigans. Bye.